Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Stephanie Hanlon, welcome. Hey, hon. So we've got a great topic we're going to take on tonight, and this is, and it's tonight for us. It's not tonight for everybody else, but we're recording this in the evening, so I'm saying tonight too much information. Okay, (laughs) so here we go. The topic tonight is about what has been often referred to over, especially over the past couple of plus years, is the new normal. Oh, please don't say that. I know. Lots of people just don't like the new normal conversation. And is it a conversation? It's just a phrase that's being used. It's being overused. It's being abused. And we're going to unpack that a little bit. But I want to lead into this a little bit and remind, for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to listen to our podcast last week, which was really kind of deep and tough to get into, and it was it was about adjustment reaction. And I want to remind listeners, and if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. It's very good, I think, although it is a little disjointed. I'll give you that. No, it's just, it's deep. And we go back and forth and we unpack it in a way that I think makes a lot of sense for people. Yes. But let's give adjustment reactions a definition for this one. And and I'll get to why that is. You don't have any idea what I'm doing, but just trust me. Okay. (laughs) So adjustment reaction is when people first learn about a new risk, they go through a temporary overreaction that is natural. It's healthy and it's useful. Psychiatrists call this the adjustment reaction. Having one is virtually a prerequisite to crisis preparedness. Okay, you follow me here? Got it. Okay, we outline the characteristics of adjustment reactions. So this is what we're going to be kind of taking on the next level of this, although we're not. None of this is making sense so far. I get it. It advises crisis communicators to guide the public through its pre-crisis or early crisis adjustment reaction rather than trying to persuade people to skip this essential step towards being ready to cope. Okay, that's so interesting because think about it. Had we known there was a crisis on its way, we wouldn't know to have a reaction. But how many people are prepared to have a reaction to a crisis when they don't know a crisis is on its way? Well, we knew the crisis was on its way. We just didn't know the magnitude and what it really was. But this all led to the conversation around the new normal. Now, that was a phrase that was being used a lot. I've used it, by the way, and in the past and not using it now. But we look at what we consider the new normal and where are we going with this conversation, understanding that there is a part of what's happening in the world today. And there is just a part of how we function on a day-to-day basis, whether it's in the middle of a pandemic or post-pandemic, pre-pandemic, doesn't matter. 
this is all about normalization. And the conversation is, what do we normalize? Mm. So wait, wait, wait. So think about adjustment reaction. And then post-adjustment reaction, what is it that we're finding to normalize? That's a big conversation. So we go back to that conversation about adjustment reaction was that we got a lot of information that was spewed out at us through mainstream media and different blogs and vlogs. And we had all this information coming at us. And there was a very, what some would call an extreme adjustment reaction. So in other words, holy cow, the sky is falling. Let's prepare. Yeah. Do what do all we have things. to do to survive? What do we have to do to survive? Because yeah. millions are going to die and there's this is just an awful scenario. And then as things started to... Now, there was a lot of people who said, hold on, slow down. I'm not prepared to just buy into these stories. There's not enough data. There's not enough information. So why are we sharing this conversation? Because the new normal has become... And we've talked about it often, and we see it in our lives, and I'm sure many of our listeners are really experiencing it as well, which is the divisiveness, the polarity, you know, the normalization, if you will. The divide and conquer. Of the divisiveness, of the polarity, of the people who see the world through a different set of eyes. And it's not, we're not here to say one is right and one is wrong. What we're trying to do tonight in this particular conversation is draw your attention to the divisiveness and what we've now normalized. So I bring this up because, you know, we happen to have a conversation with a friend of ours who literally doesn't have a conversation with her family anymore because there's just no point. You know, she believes one thing about the pandemic and what it means to her and what it means to society. And they have a totally different view of that. So although they still have a relationship, the elephant is in the room is that they don't agree on what the world is, where it's going, how it's unfolding, the government role in it, the mass media, mainstream media conversation that's happening. They just don't align with any of it. So the the fact is that you know, they can still have a relationship, they can have conversations, but they steer clear of that elephant. And the sad part is, is that there's probably a lot of information that they can gain from each other if they would enter the conversation from a neutral place. And that's really what we're trying to do is, is to, to get to a place of neutrality. So not normalization, but neutrality so that the conversations can occur without such a big charge because people are in different stages of life. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're in a different stage of life than that our kids are and our grandkids and the people that we support. We're all in different stages of our life. So there's an end of an era that happened in 2020. A lot of things came to a close. Things that we thought were normal are no longer normal. So when they say, and you say, what is the new normal? People get pissed off. They're like, there is no new more. I just want to go back to what was. Let's go back to pre-2020. Well, we can't do that. So how do we take our what's next and and figure out the two sides of normalization? There's two sides. There's the positive side of normalization, and then there's considered a negative side of normalization. So carry on with that conversation. Okay, so what is normalization? Well, what... Well, We've normalized masking and six feet apart and being apart from our families and not flying for certain people. We've normalized things, I think, pre-2020, most people never would have normalized or Underst- been okay with. 
Understood. So what is the message here, though? You know, when we look at and we're using this as just an example, I can go back and I can look at in business, for example, what's normal in business now and how we have to deal with what's coming at us in terms of, let's say, a supply chain disruption. Now, we look at that and well, that's just short term, but that is what is now normal is dealing with rising costs, dealing with supply chain disruptions uh, in some businesses, dealing with staff shortages. This is now what we are dealing with. This is now today normal. Now, is that a new normal? I don't know if that's the right phrase to use. It's just what has become normal. The divisiveness, the polarity, we keep going back to that because it really is so, I guess, uh, what's the word? Well, it's not, you're, you're actually not allowed to talk about it. So it's None. That's the normal. That's what's normal. See, that's what's normal. So being able to have a conversation about it and saying I'm comfortable, uncomfortable with one thing or another. So the point of, I guess, all of this is that we have to take our power back and get realigned and not be at the effect or try not to be so much at the effect of what's happening in this now normal world, which is the uncertainty, the confusion, the fear, the difference between what mainstream media is talking about and what the I guess I don't want to call them conspiracy theorists, but those individuals. Alternative. Individu alternative. alternative but I, I look at it, I mean, as you know, I mean, as many know, I look at what's happening economically. And if I was to get my data from mainstream, it would be so irrelevant. And it's all there. Oh, and the lag time is ridiculous. Lag times and all of, yeah. So lag times and the narrative is there to serve whatever particular, whether it's the Bank of Canada or a a bank or the government. I mean, we have to look underneath the surface and say, well, what is that narrative? The point is, is that's always been normal to some degree. The what's behind the curtain. The what's behind the curtain. Always. So when I look at what's happening economically, that's primary my, primarily my focus. And I then as a business owner, I'm looking at what is now normal that I have to deal with and that you have to deal with as business owners. And that's everything from the rising costs of doing business that's new. That's normal now. And the shifts in, for example, what's happening economically in different areas, different regions, and the potential and the possibilities of economic collapse or economic meltdowns or recessions, these are all things that are on the surface. So this is all now normal, which has not been before. Rising interest rates, whether or not the bank, the central banks of the world will melt down because there's a huge debt bubble. Now, anybody who's paying attention to that is even a little understands the actual potential fallout of that. And I think the other thing too, is if we bring it a little bit closer to home, we think about, you know, clients and friends who have small businesses, you know, they're struggling with keeping staff, trying to keep the, the, the income and the revenue stream so that they can pay them so that they can take care of the clients the way that they want to. But at the same time, they're having to deal with all these different moving targets and ducking and dodging and pivoting and, putting up a plexiglass and making sure the health thing is that. And nobody knows how to deal with that. And we're doing the best we can. And I think about the people that I'm coaching right now or that we're supporting right now, not knowing, not knowing how to actually show up because they don't know how the people, whether it's clients or other, maybe it's vendors, other people, they don't know how their, what their mindset is. So there's a lot of paralyzation, or if that's a word, People are paralyzed in what they can say and what they can't say. So there's 
what's been normalized also is that the, there's no conversation. People are guessing. There's lots of gaps, lots of unsaid assumptions. So when you look at how that kind of plays out in real life, do you think, and my observation is, is that there are tribes of people coming together, you know, like attracts like and like-minded individuals, whatever that might be. I mean, we're starting, if you look at what's going on in behind the scenes, for example, the increase in gangs, for example, in the U.S. has never been stronger and never been greater. And part of that is because through all of these, you know, uh, we'll call them lockdowns that are now not lockdowns. I get all that. But through all of that, there was a disconnect and people need human connection. Yeah. And one thing that gangs, for example, the psychology behind it, as I've done a little bit of research on it, I'm not saying this is true or it's gospel or any of that, but the reality of it is, is, you know, gangs have always been around because they create that uh, environment of being cared about with by others. Yeah, and your like-mindedness, you have common values, similar in cults. That's what's happening right now in, in the in the cult kind of scenario. Gangs, um, we're seeing people being drawn to each other that have similar values. Mm -hmm. So it is as much as it's creating a community, it's also creating another level of divisiveness. So that's on the macro kind of level. When we consider, you know, what's going on in a global kind of environment, you know, when we look around the world, we see what's happening economically. We know that different countries are dealing with different issues. Uh, there's a lot of things that are percolating underneath the surface that we could be at the effect of, not that we're going to be. We live in this country called Canada that we will 100% of the time, it seems, complain about, but ultimately, from a country point of view, we are in really good shape compared to many, many others, uh, like it or not. I am, you know, I, I have no qualms about, you know, throwing our government under the bus on any given day because I don't agree with how they've handled things. I never have, but I'm at the effect of it, which really pisses me off because I would see and do it differently. And I see other leaders who would do it differently. But so how do we handle all of this? That's the thing. So that becomes my normal is that I'm dealing with a lot of policy, a lot of decisions that are made, being made by leaders who are not at the effect of the decisions they're making. Because they still get paid. Right. But me and myself and you are, and many others as an entrepreneur or those individuals who are really concerned about what's happening in our country, uh, they don't agree with it necessarily. So how do we handle all of that? And how do we live our life? How do we maintain our frickin' sanity? Yeah, and our sense of positivity. A hundred percent. And our emotional stability through it all. And there is a part of it that when I go, for me, I go back to the fundamental study of stoicism, which is, you know, asking myself at the end of the day, what can I control? Mm -hmm. And ultimately I can only deal with the things I can control and I have to let go those things that I can't control. Okay. So just don't step over this because on so many levels, the people that we're talking to, the people that we're coaching and supporting right now, whether it's the athletes or our shift clients or rain members or, you know, all the way through like we have to be able to be a stand for people, not to give them our opinion, but to be a stand for creating a space for them to figure out and discover what it is true for them. But many people don't have anybody else to talk to. So how do they work their stuff out? Like how, like think about it, if you're listening to this right now, 
who are you talking to? Do you have a community of people that are of like mind that you can actually connect with? Maybe it's one or two or three people. Maybe your family, maybe not your family. I mean, we have what we call our chosen family. Um, We're very blessed for that. But I think what's happened is that we're having to find, and I don't want to use the term a new normal, but a new way of being so that we can communicate and get supported. Because like you said, to your point, Patrick, is that our emotional, spiritual, and intellectual stability, we have to be able to get through this. And if we've normalized things that we don't agree with, then we're out of integrity. So here's a couple of fundamental things that I look at. You know, first off, you know, if you're listening to this, the questions that we need to ask ourselves is what are we tolerating? And I say that only from a place of, you know, yes, we have to ask ourselves what we can control. But even as we look at all of what we're saying here in this particular conversation is, do you see where you've become accepting of a normal that doesn't really align with you? Are you able to express that? Are you able to uh, do something about it? You know, are you just tolerating it because you don't have an answer? Now, all of those things, you know, you can say, yes, I normalize a lot of things. Yes, I'm tolerating. And no, I don't know what the frick to do, but I don't like it. And I don't agree, but I have to because... Right. But from a mindset matters perspective... We have to step back and say, okay, are you having conversations about it? Are you at least being expressed? Does somebody else hear you when you have these conversations? Or are you being judged as an outlier? Perhaps if you're an outlier. Now, I say that from a place of you could be totally left or right or in the middle, and you can still be an outlier in the environment that you find yourself in. And at some point, we're at the risk of tolerating what's happening to us rather than stopping and going, hold it. I don't want to tolerate this anymore. These are out of alignment with my, my values. And I have to create some boundaries because I'm just finding myself angry, depressed, sad, whatever the emotion that you might be feeling because of it. And so how do you step back? First off, you have to have the awareness that is there something underlying for you? Are you seeing things that you know, I'm mad as hell and I'm going to not going to, you know, I'm going to do something about it or at least I'm going to express myself. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is finding a place to express yourself. Like for me, I had to start in my journal. I started, you know, back in March of 2020, I started writing and I started doing what's called coachable moments. And by like my third or fourth one, Facebook deleted me (laughs) because I was actually expressing things and asking and being curious about what was going on. Why is thing, Why are things going on right now? And I don't want to, you know, create an environment around us that there's not a, a, a space of curiosity. I want our conversations with our clients, with our friends to be curious, even if we don't agree. You know, I have family members that I probably will never talk to again because we couldn't be curious with each other. There was a, a right and wrong. And that is what made me sad. And that got normalized. And when you normalize right and wrong, instead of just finding a place to maybe find a common ground to have a conversation, then, you know, we're really, we're, we're heading down a, a slippery slope. It's very difficult to be, you know, when we look at 
you know, us, you know, as entrepreneurs, as capitalists, as, you know, perhaps libertarian, if you go down that path, you know, compared to what others would look, but I don't actually have a view. I just know that I will have conversations with the people that I have conversations with. We align in our values, we align in conversations, but I will absolutely happily have a conversation with somebody who doesn't agree with my views, but I'm not there to debate it. I, you know, I am curious. I want to listen. I want to hear another side of the equation. It's like, I'm not a big fan of the NDP government, but you know something? I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to, you know, go, okay, now I know for sure why I'm not a fan of the NDP government. A fan of the NDP government. <laughs> now that, you know, politics and religion, we should never talk about those kinds of things, but understand something. I'm not there to judge it. I'm only in terms of what it means. What it means to me is that I don't agree with it. And it's okay to not agree. And there's going to be, and do you know something? We actually have friends that vote NDP. They actually vote liberal. And it kind of annoys me, but it doesn't change who we see them as, as friends and as people that we know, because we align in a lot of different other values. But here's what I want to go back to. We keep, you know, we're looking at this macro view of the world. We look at globally what's happening economically. We look at what's happening even uh, nationally in our world and some of the things that have been asked of us as citizens of a country. Not everybody agrees with the things that are happening. I certainly don't agree with a lot of the things that are happening. Am I tolerating it? I guess really in some regards I am, but I'm not ready to, what's the point? Like, like I go to a place where there are so many individuals who really stand out. I don't, I've created an environment for myself where I do feel heard, where I can make a difference. I can't make a difference on the front of trying to change policy at government. I, to me, that's like, blow your brains out. No, I, I'm going to go in and make a difference where I can make a difference. One of the differences that we try and make is even on this podcast, where we view, try and challenge people's views of the world and then have them question where they're at, what they can do that's different. Yeah, totally. And when you think about that and you open the space of curiosity and, and then there's no judgment on the other side and the only comment is, huh, interesting. I never looked at it that way. And that's what I think is missing. And we've missed, I think, on, on many levels with conversations is that the conversation is, well, I'm just going to wait until you stop talking and then I'm going to tell you what I think. So when did we stop listening? You know, when did that become normal? And I want to just throw it back in the ring is that, you know, when people are talking, instead of trying to formulate what you're going to say next, how about just letting it land? Letting it land fully and, and being uncomfortable. And that's what I've, I, I really love about this conversation because what, I'm, what I love to normalize is uncertainty. I love to normalize being uncomfortable, being misunderstood. I love normalizing those types of things because that is what, in my world, is going to lead me or my clients or the people into a, 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 a unique and maybe a personal achievement that they didn't, you know, that they never thought they could achieve. I think about athletes, for example, if they're going to set a goal. And their entire family thinks, oh, you're crazy. You're never going to be Olympic champion. And they go, yeah, you know what? But it's what I want. So they have to normalize not justifying what it is they want to people that, 
you know, maybe in their family. So they have to come up with a new set of goals, a new set of uh, values, a new set of ideals. Maybe they have to move countries. Maybe they have to move and and put themselves in situations where, you know, they're not completely understood. And that's what I love. That's what to me is normal, is to being misunderstood, being uncertain. But right now, everybody's asking you for your right and your wrong, your left and your right, and your black and your white. It's like, I, 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 I don't do well there. There is a lot of black and white. That is part of what is normal today. And is it normal today and it was not normal before? Don't or know. maybe there just wasn't as big an issue that we are dealing with you know, that we were dealing with that we are today. And it's interesting that we go from crisis to crisis to crisis. Oh, right now it's like, in these wake up, there's a new one. There's a new one. But there's an interesting quote that I, you know, that I shared some time ago, which is speak in such a way that others love to listen to you and listen in such a way that others love to speak to you. Love that. And, you know, it's an anonymous quote. Nobody took credit for it. But at the end of the day, you know, when we look at what we do on our podcast, when we consider how we are as coaches and just who we are within our own community of like-minded people, it really is, it's tough for me. I've got that type of personality. I'm sure that you picked up on it, that I am bigger. I am bolder. I do have an opinion. I do throw things out there, but I think I have gotten quite good at listening and really listening to the conversation so that I'm hearing it from that person's point of view, rather than judging it and assessing it and making it wrong. I used to have those days where I did that. And I think I, you know, it's taken maturity and age and a little bit of wisdom and, and me. hard knocks and, and Stephanie <laughs> to kind of slow me down enough to say, I don't need to be righteous. Yeah. I just need to listen and see it from somebody else's perspective. And perhaps then I can shift the perspective. What has really caught me off guard in all that's happening in the world, and I'm not just talking, I got to really stress this. I'm just not talking about the, the COVID specifically, but I'm talking about what all of the kind of outfall of that is, the ripple effect, the wake that that pandemic has left is Beyond. Beyond. It's beyond. We haven't even experienced it all. No, the, the lag time, the wake is going to be decades. Yes. And so when we look at that and understand that I'm not locked into that part of it, other than I want to, how do I support others? How do I myself support my family and those who are listening to this podcast? What is it that I can give them for tools to kind of go through this and not just survive it, but really to thrive within this new culture, this new uh, unfolding? Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not saying normal. This. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> This culture that's emerging that is different than what we've experienced before. And I don't want to call it a new normal at all. That's not the, that's the last thing on my mind. But the reality of it is, is that we have never, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to make a blank statement like that. People are lonely. Yes. They're feeling alone at a time when we shouldn't be or nobody should be feeling alone. And it's like you can be surrounded by so many people and feel so alone because the environment that you find yourself is just not in alignment with how you see the world. And what about, you know, having the courage to understand the distinction between fitting in or standing out? Like, 
I think about the, you know, the last couple of rain events that you've had live, you know, and all the people that showed up in Ottawa and Toronto and Calgary and just so grateful. And I think about, you know, the, the, the seminars that I've done with Quantum Speed and being in Montreal and being with the athletes. Is there such a, a sense of gratitude and aligning with, you know, this is, this is our tribe. This is who we fit in. And the people that showed up in those events found some, some fellowship and some community. And I really hope that that can, you know, kind of expand, you know, outside of just those particular events. But at the same time, do you have the courage to stand alone? And I remember, you know, back in the day, Michael Reynolds and, you know, and Andrea said, you know, do you have the courage to be misunderstood in the context of your life? And I think that's more relevant now than it's ever been is that because as we're bumbling around and figuring it out and we don't know what's happening, what's true, what's not true, mainstream media versus alternative media versus World Economic Forum versus freaking politicians that have been bought off and, you know, the things that are coming out now slowly, you know, two, three, it's going to be five, ten years later that we've been told, we've been sold a bill of goods that we've bought into. And many people have stood alone and said, this isn't right. I don't agree. And many people said, just, just calm down, just fit in, just, just push your head down and, you know, we'll, we'll get through this, we'll get over it. And I think that's where we have to decide who we're going to be. Are we going to be the people that just, you know, put our head down and just agree with everything that we're being told so we can just get through it? Or are we going to be patient and have an adjustment reaction in the sense that we can think about what's happening and we can slow things down and what we can normalize is something that is aligned with our values. And I think that's the difference. We need to either decide if we're going to fit in to the narrative or if we're going to be prepared to stand alone. I think that's a, you know, it's an interesting question. Are we prepared to stand alone? And I don't think it necessarily has to be that. It doesn't have to be that big, you know, from where I would like, you know, as we wind these this conversation down, you know, we've come up with this you know, we've attacked this from a very macro point of view and a very global issue point of view, but let's bring it back to, you know, people and our day-to-day lives. And there's a fundamental question that we ask, we have to ask ourselves, and that is, what are we tolerating? Where are the boundaries that we are letting others cross that we don't agree with? And it doesn't mean that we have to be aggressive or assertive in saying, quit, crawl, you know, that don't may, cross my boundary. That may be the case, but what are we, what are we tolerating? And there's a fundamental rule of thumb that I learned and I really agree with. It was a insight I gained listening to Kyle Cease and it really resonated for me. And that is that the minute we have to justify something, it's wrong. If we're justifying the relationship, if we're justifying how we're being treated, if we're justifying the circumstances that are ongoing, then there's something wrong. And so the minute that we're justifying it, in other words, yeah, he really, you know, he really, or she really treats me like it, like really bad. I don't like it, but you know, but they're really nice on the other day of the week, you know? So when we start to justify things, you know, my employer's awesome, 
you know, but, you know, they do this other stuff, but they're really awesome on these other things and they don't pay really well and they treat me like crap. You know, like we start to justify. Or in if our... someone's asked you a question about, and just, a, you know, an innocent question, and then you have to justify your answer. That's how you know it's wrong. So these are kind of some things to draw your attention to as we bring it down into what's relevant for you today. First off, what have you normalized that you're not okay with? And is there a way for you to look at that and then shift that? Because the minute that we start to have to justify or that we've normalized something that we don't align with, it means that we're out of integrity with who we are. And then at some point, we're going to have to make a choice. And we may be kicking the can down the road, knowing that we're going to blow up a relationship. Listen, I've done that. I've been there, done that, see it. Holy cow. Bought the t-shirt. Like, I understand it all. But at some point, you make the call. And you have to say, no, this is my boundary. This is a line that has been crossed too many times. And that can be as big as what's happening in the pandemic and what that means to different family members or different friends or different businesses. I don't care. Like it, it, it could be that big or it can be what you do on a day-to-day -day basis in the relationships that you perhaps have with family, with friends, what are you tolerating? What are you justifying? Something to consider. Yeah. What are you putting up with that you are just not honoring your own, your own values? Because it's all this, you know, turns around. It's again, a values conversation. It is always a values conversation. Understanding and defining who you're going to be in the context of your life that you know, this goes back to shift coaching program, which we do, which is setting honest intentions for transformational thinking and for transformation is really looking at your life and going, you know something, I cannot continue to do it this way. This doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my family, whatever that might be for you. This podcast is intended as a mindset matters to have you view and to consider what you've got going on. Tonight was a little vague in a lot of different ways, but really, are you looking at what is new normal and being okay with normal? And are you going to try and make a difference and shift what you're tolerating so that you can actually thrive in a changing world? Or are you trying to go and live in the past and going and reaching and trying to find something comfortable and what you felt was normal back before all this happened? You know, I would just like to invite you to consider finding neutral, finding just a calm, quiet place to sit and go, okay, what is it that matters to me? Regardless of what the media is saying, regardless of what your family is saying, regardless of either or, like right or left, black or white, Bring yourself back to center and just take five minutes, five minutes a day. Sit with yourself and ask, you know, what am I normalizing? Is this okay? Is it okay that my five-year-old has to wear a mask in school? Is it okay that I have to, like, if, if you've normalized things that you don't agree with, just sit with it. It doesn't mean you have to rail against it. Just sit with it. Because what I've discovered is that when I sit with it, I journal, I meditate on it, and I talk to people that I trust, then I find out that there's more and more and more people that think the same way I do, and I'm not alone.
So take a look at what you normalize. Take a look if you're trying to fit in. And it doesn't mean you have to, you know, stand out and, you know, wave this giant flag. It just means, can you honor yourself? And really, for me, Mindset Matters is about honoring yourself and understanding that we have to connect and engage in a world with people that don't agree with us, who don't understand, who are trying their best to. Everybody's doing the best they can. You know, as you were speaking, I came up with uh, something that showed up for me in that little monologue that you did there, which was this. Anger is always based in fear. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself angry with what's going on in the world today or what's going on in your world, whatever that might be, ask yourself one fundamental question. What What are you afraid afraid of? of? And that, folks, is another episode of Mindset Matters. It feels like we're all over the map. Hopefully this landed for you well. Always appreciate your feedback. CEO at raincanada.com. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.